some think we're funny Most people don't know We're too old for this podcast Hello everyone, this is my very good buddy, Abby Barrett And this is my very good buddy, Brendan Boogie And this is We're Too Old for This Podcast Here's the concept, two best buddies, that's Abby and myself Watch buddy movies, and then we compare the movie friendship to our own This week, we will be talking about 1983's Trading Places, starring Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy, and we are still in a holiday mood. We're we're grooving on this. It's another holiday movie, Abby. Yeah. the holidays? You're in the holiday mood? I love Christmas. This is my my wheelhouse. This is your jam? You're feeling Mm -hmm. the mirth? Feeling the birth of Jesus? You're feeling the merriment? Mm Mm-hmm. Got merriment shooting out of my ass. <laughs> there's mer- uh oh, there's merriment coming out of there. Yeah, it's kind of a problem. <laughs> like, doctor, this, this, the mer- the merriment just keeps shooting out of my rear. So disruptive to my life. It's, it's constant merriment out of the hiney. Yeah. <laughs> hiney, I haven't heard that word. Hiney's a good one. It is a good, a good one. one. Yeah, bring, let's bring that back. Let's bring bring back hiney. Bring, bring back, back hiney. hiney. Yes. Imagine this podcast were just us chanting "Bring back Heine" for like forty-five minutes to an hour. I would listen to that. You would. That mm-hmm. would be quality listening for our listeners. Hell yeah! Trading places. What'd you think? I really liked it. I didn't remember didn't a lot of like it. Anything? I know. I'm dead inside. But I like this movie. Yeah, I, I just think I hadn't seen it in so long that I sort of forgot the. I just forgot that there was kind of like a message underneath right. it all. There was some commentary about the the super rich and sort of mm-hmm. how they treat people and wealth disparity and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And race was, and yeah, you know, race stuff in there. And we, there was a lot. There was a lot happening, you know, in in trading places. And there were some good laughs. There was also some stuff that was a little mm, dated, but we'll get to that as we yeah. do the recap. <laughs> But before we do, why don't we introduce each other on this holiday episode? Okay, I'll start. Brendan Boogie is a filmmaker, a, an animator, a writer, a reader. Um, he likes to race cars. and Usually he, ma- matchbox cars, yeah. Yes, and he is a bookie. I am, it's true. I have a small but successful bookie business. Uh, we we mostly bet on opera, like who's gonna die. Yeah. So, um, and since you know, I, I I clean up on that because most opera people are, most opera fans are quite elderly, and so they forget the plot. Yeah. And then they, and then I just kind of bet that oh, La Bohème is gonna die. Does La Bohème die? I know nothing about. Opera. I don't think that La Bohème is like a character. It's not a person. I don't La think Bohème. so. It's not like it's not <laughs> like the Bohème. Uh, okay, the Bohème. You know. Yeah. The the Bohème walks in. She sings a little, she dies. You more, pay more me. Like, more like the BM, am I right? <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a lot of scatological humor with you this episode, Abby. I just want to prepare myself for that. Yes, I feel very stupid right now and silly and um, buckle up. You're going to go right, 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 right for the poop material. Yep, because that's where the funny shit lies. <laughs> hey, yo. Hey, so puns. Abby, my friend Abby Barrett is a singer, a songwriter. And a very old Lang Syne, I'd say. Very old. Very old. You know, very, you know it, and, and I wish this acquaintance would be forgotten because I had enough of it. But it won't. It will not be forgotten. It continues to linger, our acquaintance. Do you actually know the full lyrics to that song? I don't. I don't either. And I have mm-hmm. a feeling most people don't. Right. I don't like, know what it means. To old acquaintance be forgot, what's the next line? And never brought to mind. Oh, and then what Should happens? Should old acquaintance be forgot? Something, something, old Lang Syne. Okay. But I don't know what it means. I think it means an old, um, a, an old sign. That's the sharp improv skills <laughs> yeah. that, that have been on display. Yeah, I really actually had a moment of panic for a second. <laughs> I know, you're like, I'm going to come up with something. <laughs> I got nothing. Well, why don't we get out of the improv and into your true skill, sure. which is movie recaps. Oh, so good. So why don't you, you're so good at movie recaps. Why don't you go ahead and, and tell us uh, about what happens uh, in Trading Places? I will. Um, so Dan Aykroyd plays a character named Lewis Winthorpe, um, who's a snobby, privileged uh, broker, 
in commodities, um, and he works for these Duke brothers, um, played by Don Amici and Ralph Bellamy. Thank you. Um, but one of the, Don Amici, one of the most fun names to say. Yes. Don Amici. Don Amici, and you put Don on your hands like this. Hey, Spicy meatball. That's like a top ten fun name to say. Yeah, I agree. Um, so he lives in this fancy apartment. He's a butler. He's in these exclusive clubs. He's engaged to the Duke's um, grandniece, who's, you know, like a super pretty smoke show. Um, and Billy Ray Valentine, who's played by Eddie Murphy, is like a down and out con man, um, sort of in the streets asking for money and pretending to be a veteran from Vietnam who is both blind and disabled with no legs. Who's that? Who's that? What you want? Police. We've had some complaints about con men pretending to be blind and uh, crippled. Oh, I'd love to help you, man, but I ain't seen nothing since I stepped on that landmine in Viet Cong back in 72. It was rough. Very painful. You were in Nam? So were we. Where? Um, I was in um, Sang Bang, Dangon. Uh, uh, I was all over that place, basically. A lot of places. A lot of places. What unit were you in? Uh, I was with the Green Beret, a uh, special unit battalion's uh, commando airborne tactics, specialist tactics uh, unit battalion. Yeah, it was real hush-hush. I was Agent Orange. That was my name, Agent Orange. Special Agent Orange. That was me. Airborne, huh? I can see! I can see! I have legs! I, I have legs! I have le Oh, shit! Look at this! Man! I can walk! Jesus! Praise Jesus! I appreciate this. Oh, this is beautiful. I can't believe Thank you. I just don't know what to do with So they lift him up, and it turns out he does have legs, and he's yep. not blind. I love that in 1983, for some reason, even though Vietnam was more recent, it seemed to be okay to make jokes about Vietnam. Now you wouldn't, you wouldn't in a comedy movie, you wouldn't be like, hey, a Vietnam veteran. That's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, I, it's just, it's always, it always boggles my mind too. Like, it, it was really so recent from the 80s, and you've got like shows like Magnum PI where he's, you know, he and his buddies have like just gotten out of Vietnam and they're starting their like new lives and stuff. It's, I don't know. Yeah. Um, now you wouldn't, you know, again, I think for vet, you know, we, I don't know. May, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe you could do a joke about someone pretending to be a, blind legless veteran now I, th I think eddie murphy could do it eddie murphy yeah. could pull it off yeah i think yeah if anybody's gonna do it yeah eddie murphy again like he's g so good at so many things but i think he's maybe the best or the funniest is when he's trying to talk his way out of something yeah like, that is always the quintessential eddie murphy and you can tell there's lots of improv and him being funny and god god damn we, 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 this isn't the first time we've talked about how great eddie murphy is no it's show. not and we will continue to um, so he basically is running away from the cops and he bumps into, uh, Dan Aykroyd's character who thinks that he's like trying to steal from him and he's actually just trying to give him back the briefcase. So Winthorpe actually gets Billy Ray arrested and the Duke brothers who'd like to argue this whole like nature versus nurture, what, what creates a person, how they turn out in life. Um, they make a bet that they can turn Billy Ray into a successful businessman and Lewis into a criminal. So they pick up Billy Ray, they like pay his bail and they set him up in Lewis's house with the butler. It's Billy Ray's vase, right? I own this vase, and I can play like Harlem Globe try to shit with it in, right? Okay, you want Mel Lemon shit, right? Hey, man, I'm sorry about that. Perfectly all right, William. It was your vase. That's a cheap vase, man. That was a fake, right? I think we paid $35,000 for it. But I seem to remember we estimated its value at $50,000 for the insurance company. <laughs> you see, Mortimer, William has already made us a profit of $15,000. <laughs> you want me to break something else? No. <laughs> On this whole nature versus nurture debate, which is sort of at the center of, of the, the bet that they make, so what do you think? Were you... Were you born an asshole or do you think that you I cultivated it over it? many years you did yeah okay. I mean I you think it was always within me right. um but it took you know it took people like being around you to really right. bring it out of me to bring it out so mm -hmm. yeah, I figured I, I assumed I wasn't around when you were born uh because you're so much older than me mm -hmm, yeah but the, uh, so much but I, I assume that the baby comes out and go people go wow that baby that baby's a real asshole yes that's what they said about me they almost named you Ass Asagale. 
Wow. I will wait till you finish laughing at your own joke, and then we can I, move I, on. Even even calling that a joke is. It's n- yeah. It's not even. <laughs> not correct. It's just stupid. It's just. It's just so stupid. To the next scene. Um, we're moving on. Moving on. Oh, we're moving on. We're moving away from Asagale. So meanwhile, uh, Lewis Winthorpe is um, kind of, they set him up, serve as a thief and a d- drug dealer, and he loses his job. He loses his fiance. He's thrown in jail, um, and his fiance comes to bail him out. The good news is I'm innocent. I've never even done anything vaguely resembling this. Really, it's the truth. You look awful. So ashamed. Those clothes and those shoes and... You've been fighting it, and you smell. I smell? Penelope, do you realize where I've been since yesterday? They beat me up and stole my clothes. Those men wanted to have sex with me. Is this somewhere else, Lewis? One of them tried to bend me over the sun. One of the things that she says, she's like, oh, and those shoes and that, and your, you know, your hair, and it reminded me of Johnny Henshaw from Airplane. Mm-hmm. you know the guy was like it's a twister it's a twister right and then right. like later on we he actually ends up being in the movie but i feel like they kind of stole a little bit from airplane with that where he's like oh my god look at your shoes and that hair and that scarf oh really you think that was a subtle nod to i airplane? think i think it was because mm-hmm. i think airplane came out in 79 i think oh well these little uh now did you look that up did you do any research or? no not at all no so this is just completely from your brain as we know i just saw this movie today <laughs> you're not you're not supposed to say that <laughs> we want the audience to believe that you put a lot of effort into this podcast you watch the movie several times you take at you take extensive notes i think that our audience research. is smarter than we give them credit for <laughs> i don't know abby i think they're a bunch of morons what <laughs> i'm i kid audience we we love you we love you listeners so she bails they're them out morons they're fucking Okay, you watch your fucking mouth. Um, would, so, you bail, would you bail me out of jail if I, you know... I, if yeah, I would I, bail you out of jail. W- would you? Yeah. Would Would you then uh, hire a bail bondsman to come after me when I once I jump bail? No, I think I would do that myself. Barrett w- the bounty hunter? Yeah, I would hunt you down. Oh, now we've got a podcast. And I would dye now my hair blonde and I'd have like the yeah. mullet and I would change my name to Asagail the bounty hunter. <laughs> I think we've got a reality show happening right now. Mm-hmm. So, any of any of you out there with good Photoshop skills wanna wanna <laughs> give the the Asagail, the bounty hunter a shot, please, please yeah. do. So she bails him out. Her his fiance bails him out, and Ophelia, um, the sex worker uh, played by Jamie Lee Curtis, um, it's like paid a hundred bucks to give him a kiss in front of his fiance, sort of pushing along his sort of demise, and he's you know, shut out of his bank and his butler pretends he doesn't know him. He's just going down this bad road. Um, so Ophelia takes him in. Um, and meanwhile, Billy Ray is sort of being, well, I just got to say Ophelia, you know, so Ophelia takes him home and I got to, you know, if, if I could, I don't think puberty can happen in one moment. <laughs> I was waiting but, for like when we would get to this part. But if but it, the moment when Jamie when you see Jamie Lee Curtis's boot, I'm like, oh, okay, I know exactly what my sexuality is all about right mm-hmm. now. <laughs> it happens in in split seconds. In fairness, like, I mean, I feel like her they're like magical. Oh, she's you know yeah, she's in, no she's yeah she's all time like most beautiful women ever. Yes, you know Jamie Lee Curtis, but like you know it's like sort of one of those people that. You know, you're sort of remembering your life when you're like, when you hit that moment, you're like, oh, okay, that's what I'm, that's what I'm interested in exclusively for the rest of my life now. And it's like, no other interest, not even outside of sexuality. You're just like, no, no. interest matter anymore. Yep. Any, like, this is now the number one thing in my life that matters. Yeah. Everything I just, do will be trying to attain those. Exactly. And it's mm-hmm. literally like three seconds of a movie scene and it, it's life changing. It happens quite a few times though that we get to. I was wondering if she was like psyched about that or if it was like, well, she, I think she, I mean, I would do it all the time if I looked like that. Well, she tended to get, she tended to not have a pro. I mean, I don't know what her her personal feelings were on it, but there were plenty of movies where she would take her clothes off and didn't seem to, if she had a real strong problem with it, (laughs) it's, you know, it didn't seem apparent and, you know, she did it so many times, but like, but yeah, no, you're, I just, you know, again, when you're when you're at that age where you're like, uh, and especially pre-internet and all those things where you just, 
it was limited what you could see and then mm-hmm. the thing you know you see jamie lee curtis and it's like oh li- life is life is now different <laughs> yeah so meanwhile billy ray is being groomed to be this like successful broker um and he's really good at it naturally um and he's accepted into the rich people's world and he does really well um and Lewis, meanwhile, dresses up at Santa for their holiday party and kind of breaks into the Duke's brother's office and tries to put um, a bunch of drugs in Billy Ray's drawer to, like, set him up because he thinks kind of Billy Ray has... that it's, Billy Ray's been, like, the agent of his demise. So he kind of wants to get him back. I've caught him red-handed. Winthorpe, is that you? I'm making a citizen's arrest. This man is a drug dealer. Look, look here in his office drawer. He's got all the bad drugs here. Marijuana joints. Pills, Quaalude, Valium, yellow ones, red ones, cocaine grinder, drug needles. He's the pusher, not me. Really, I just came in and caught this man planting this stuff in my desk. It's obviously some primitive attempt to try to frame me. Frame you? Boy, if that isn't the pot calling the kettle black. This man's obviously a lunatic. I'm calling security. Put that phone down. Hello, security. Merry Christmas. <laughs> nice. So he takes a gun out, and that's you know that's when he says Merry Christmas with that big Eddie Murphy smile. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, you know, because you, you just watched the movie, what, 10 minutes ago, right before the show started? Yeah, pretty much. Great. Thank was, you. Thanks, was, thanks, for all, thanks for all the effort, Barry. It was really good. Yeah. I like things to be fresh in my mind. Mm-hmm. I think you've noticed the sort of uh, caliber of clip retelling is due to the fact that it, it's fresh in my mind. I know exactly right. what I'm talking about. It's a nice spin. It's yeah. like, what about all the times that you forget about the characters' names and get major plot hole, plot? Uh, I mean, wrong? I think that's just my interpretation of what I've seen. You're an artist. Mm-hmm. I like to that, expand the art. You're an artist of the re- of the recap. No, I, I, I believe you. Do you? It seems like you don't. <laughs> It's the holidays. I'm being. I'm feeling very You're generous. Feeling, yeah, okay. So Billy Ray's all successful, and Lewis is a criminal. So uh, Randolph Duke has basically won the bet, um, which is one dollar, which is very much of a slap in the face because they're, you know, they're they're ruining lives at the expense of one dollar. Um, and Billy As Ray, rich people like to do. Yes. You know, Billy Ray overhears them um, when they're all in the bathroom, and he finds Lewis and brings him home. And Lewis wakes up in his bed thinking that it's all. It was a dream. I dreamt the whole thing. It was just a bad dream. Good morning, sir. Merry Christmas. Coleman, I've had the most absurd nightmare. I was poor and no one liked me. I lost my job. I lost my house. Penelope hated me. It was all because of this terrible, awful Negro. You're a dead man, Valentine! It was an experiment! They use us as guinea pigs, man. Dukes use us as guinea pigs. See how our lives would turn out. They made a bet. Afraid it's true, sir. I believe in Louis. Dukes ruined my life over a bet. For how much? Dollar. How much money would it take for you to ruin my life? Uh, like 50 cents. Oh, wow. So yeah. you, so I'm already kind of working on it. Y- yeah, but it's been, a, it's, been, it's been a slow It's a slow, slow con. It's a slow burn. You'll find out soon <laughs> enough. Yeah. Things are in motion. Let's just say that. <laughs> mm. that sounds and with, infl- very... with inflation, you know, I might get well, maybe 75 say. cents. You I know. know. Like, if you're talking about a dollar in, in 1983 money, that's got to be, you know. That was like I, I $5, I think. $5 now, yeah. but you're like 50 cents in today's money. Yeah. That's, that's how much your life is worth to me. Oh, wow. That is very, very holiday, not very holiday <laughs> spirit of I you. I told you. I'm going to be talking. I'm going to be talking poop and being mean. <laughs> That's talking poop and being mean, the Abby Barrett <laughs> my podcast. middle name. Um, so Billy Ray and Lewis decide to team up, and they get some revenge. They get some get revenge. Some they there's a whole scene with like disguises. They're on a train. They intercept the information that's meant for the Duke brothers. They're basically insider trading. Yeah, that 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 
that train scene did not make any sense. No. Like, they they got into these costumes, including Dan Aykroyd in blackface, by yes, the way. Yes, that was not good. Which was like, woo, here we go, mm-hmm. 80s. And also his Jamaican accent definitely veered into Irish territory. <laughs> yeah. And they switched the briefcases, which makes sense because then it should be okay plan over but then dan Aykroyd brings it back into the car yeah i didn't get that i think part. it's because they wanted them they wanted to do the bit with the gorilla where where the bad guy gets they put the bad guy in a gorilla suit and he gets ends up getting fucked by a real gorilla yeah that part i was not super into either it, it, it's a weird it's it's the weakest part of the movie in terms of just because it seems so tacked on zaniness yeah you know? and weird like i don't know i just i never find that kind of stuff funny oh this was my other question how does wall street work like i don't get like they're all on the floor and they're all waving and then yeah and then somehow I mean, that's like officially oh like okay yeah, I don't understand. I I don't really understand that either. So they get to Wall Street and they start to buy and sell, but they, you know, in the pit that's all with pen and paper, which I assume it isn't anymore. No, I think it's but all like, online. You know, at one point, it's I guess it's just the honor system. You said you said sell, so I guess you know. Right. I believe you. I don't. But what know. what if you weren't I, loud enough? Like, what if you weren't a good shouter? Right. It's so strange. It's so strange. Um, one of the things I did enjoy in the movie is the, um, I forget his name, the guy who plays the guy who is getting the OJ information, the one that ends up in the gorilla cage. Yeah. Um, I forget right, the right. actor's name, but I love any time there was a scene where people were in his way and he'd just go out of his way to shove them down to the just ground. I don't know why that's yeah, and, so funny to me. Yeah. And he was also the principal from Breakfast Club. Yes. Yes. Paul Gleason. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a great bad guy. Yeah. So how's it all end up? They basically make a lot of money and they end up on a beach somewhere with, uh, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis is with Dan Aykroyd. Um, Billy Ray is with um, some girlfriend and the uh, butler dude is with another girlfriend and they're just like, life is great. They get rich and the Duke brothers get poor. Yeah, they get poor. So unlike real life, there is justice. Yes. The, the the super rich actually pay yeah. and lose, which never happens in real life. Nope. They just get richer. They get they bonuses. Get they get bonuses and <laughs> evade the law. Yep. Why aren't we super rich again? Um, I think we do like artsy stuff. And that's oh. that's why. And we have no uh, skills or that are of any value to anyone. Yeah, that's correct. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. That's what, that's what I thought it was. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're clearing so much up. I feel great. Good, um, good. <laughs> so that's 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 that, trading places. That's it. So the question becomes: Who has the better friendship, Lewis and Billy Ray, or Abby and Brendan? We will talk about that when next. Yes. I've got a friend in my buddy, and my buddy's got a friend in me. Brendan, I have some exciting news. We have a new sponsor. Let's hear all about it. It's a company called Encyclopedia Moronica. I didn't know they made encyclopedias anymore, you know, because the internet and everything is right there at our fingertips all the time. I know, right? Like, what a, what a problem. But like, now we got these encyclopedias and each one is about like five to seven pounds from A to Z. So they're heavy and you have to lug them around. Yeah, which is great too, because like anytime you move, you can take these encyclopedias with you. These giant heavy boxes. Right. And even better, they are filled with paper, which not only does the paper like decay over time, which is so cool to watch, um, but it's flammable too. It's like, it's, it's awesome fire hazard. For your home. It's a fire hazard for your home. Yeah, I know. Like what's not to love. And the best part is that the facts become outdated. That, that's the best part. Yeah. It's, it's like this sort of amazing stamp. I think we maybe need to work on, I appreciate your enthusiasm, but I think we maybe need to work on better sponsors. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm in the B section right now, which is pretty amazing. It's got lots of stuff. Your name came up in the B section. Yeah. yeah. What does it say? It's a giant picture of a booby. <laughs> this is why people, you need to like and subscribe so we can get better sponsors. Stuff. Welcome back to We're Too Old for this podcast. I'm Abby Barrett. 
And I am Brendan Boogie, and we are talking about 1983's Trading Places. Now, this is a segment of the show where we compare our friendship to the movie friendship and really kind of hammer it out who has the better friendship. So, but before we do that, you know, maybe it would be helpful for people to know how it is that we met. Well, um, a lot of people don't know this, but we met um, actually today. (laughs) This is our first time meeting, which I think people are so sort of shaken by because we have such a great rapport yeah yeah it's also confusing because this is several episodes into into the podcast that they've presumably already been listening to but please well retroactively this is the first official time we've really met we had some friends in common who said that we should do a podcast together based Mm -hmm. on um based on our love of of cooking of cooking human meat and it would be this fun show where we could kind of talk about like basting and marinating different like parts of the body humans Mm. cannibal cannibal recipes yeah but then we ended up talking about buddy movies and so it sort of morphed into that but that's on the back burner the other show right we will get around to that as soon as we run out of buddy movies yes so we met today we met today but i feel like i've known you forever it's It's like it's like we are connecting it's been a long fucking day, hasn't it? No. I feel great. <laughs> and that, that's it. That's how we met. That's how we met. Today with our cannibal cooking podcast that other people suggested. Yes. Good friends of ours, yes. Good God. Good God. So the first question that comes up is, which one of us is the Billy Ray and which one of us is the Lewis? Mm. What do you think? I'm going to say that you are the Lewis. Hmm. Interesting. Why do you say that? I'm saying that because I think that you are more like him <laughs> in that you are, <laughs> which is what you asked. <laughs> Oh my god! Well, I think that you you like uh, following the rules. Okay, not true. I know it's definitely not true. (laughs) I don't know. I think like of the two of us, I you seem less likely to con people out of money. I don't know. Honestly, Hmm. they're they're both very similar in many ways. See, I think you're the Lewis. Oh, interesting. you're, You're the Lewis, and I'm the Billy Ray. Because I'm the one that always has to kind of talk my way into people respecting me, mm-hmm. whereas you're the one that you're just born with a silver spoon in your mouth. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> and you never did a hard day's work in your life. I have very soft hands. Your hands are incredibly <laughs> soft. No, I think I think you f- I think you would fit in more in the sort of high life, like mm. you you fit in more in sort of the elite. Whereas I th- I feel like I'm too uh, I'm too rough around the edges. Mm. You know they they maybe they maybe keep me around for kind of comic relief, but I think you would actually blend in, and people would would not think twice of serving you a, a you know a, a bit caviar. of caviar caviar. And whereas me, I'm like, ah, what's this? Let me stick my snout in it. But you like lobster more than I do. Yeah, but you think about lobsters. Lobster used to be poor people. Yeah, food. that's true. It's- you know, and the only reason I'm, you know, I was I was born in Maine, so in case anyone is data mining and listening to this <laughs> podcast, I was born in Maine, and uh, lobster is sort of more of a birthright thing. Yeah, you know? it's not, and it's like you know, lobster is like a once a year thing. It's not like I'm eating a ton of lobsters. And what was the name of your first pet? <laughs> it was it was it was Asagale, Asagale Barrett. Oh yes. Common pet name. So you know the name of the movie is Trading Places. Mm-hmm. We've talked we've talked about this a little bit in past movies that had kind of similar ideas, but I think we have to really determine once and for all if you and I traded places, who gets the shit end of the stick? I think who get, who, who is the worst off for when we trade places? Mean like in our own lives or like who would in volunteer? Our, no, in our okay. lives. Let's say let's say the Duke brothers come over and yep. manipulate us into trading lives. Mm-hmm. Who who's a winner? Who's a loser? I think that you, if you stepped into my life, you'd feel like you've lost because like you don't like cats, right? 
you know that cat is just you, that cat is just overwhelming it's, it is i find it overwhelming um yeah and i think that you you know like you wouldn't want to do you know you wouldn't want to bartend you wouldn't want to i think there's a lot of things i do in my life that you do not like <laughs> oh yeah like what well like the things that i mentioned Okay, bartending and taking care of a cat. Yeah, I, w- yeah. I think just based on the cat alone. Yeah. Because I'm allergic to cats, plus just the idea of having something in your house that just shits in front of you and doesn't go outside, that, is, you know, that makes me... Well, my cat goes outside. What? Yeah. Your cat shits outside? My cat shits and goes outside. Like, goes out to frolic, but also shits and pees. But, you'd ha- but it has a litter box. Yeah, but she uses it now more that she's older, but... You know, there was a time she never used it. She was your just pooping is, on the streets of Somerville. Your cat is extraordinary. It is. Your, your cat is a hero. I know. See, now you kind of want my life. I do. To be around that heroic cat. Mm-hmm. I, I think that, yeah, I think based solely on the fact that I'm so deathly allergic to cats, that would sort of put it over the edge for me. Right. Well, what would you not like about my life? Um, I think that you you probably have to deal with people because of what you do for a living like i think you have to sort of network a little bit more not even schmooze more schmooze more and i'm not saying that like derogatory like you're going out and being like oh look at me i'm running boogie i mean you probably are but i i, I use that exact voice yeah. and that's the first thing i say to people hey look at me oh, i'm running boogie. Brendan boogie i'm gonna make a I'm film Brendan boogie i'm gonna make it a film yo, yo, yo look at the script eh? yeah you know who i'm gonna star donna michi hey! oh hey donna Spicy meatball. Um, I'm flailing my arms as if people can like see Kermit it. the Frog style. <laughs> Italian Kermit the Frog. Yeah. Um, so I think that that part would be. I think you're more extroverted than I am. Probably. So yeah. I think I wouldn't enjoy that part. Yeah, that's. I think you're probably right. But ultimately, I think I. I think I would be the loser in taking over your life. Yes. You mentioned not understanding how. <laughs> the stock market works and i agree with you on that it's so confusing. how's how's your financial literacy i'm not asking for your so what's your pin no it um, is. <laughs> one one for all you one, data one, miners one. out here yeah. this is the data mining hour <laughs> get your pencils uh, ready uh, like how uh, like i'm terrible at financial literacy like even like the most basic stuff i don't really understand how to make my money work for me oh i don't either so what do you think it is about us that just doesn't do that? Because it, it's not like we're not smart enough to figure it out. Oh, when it comes to any sort of finances or math, I'm not smart enough. That's not true. No, It's I'm... not an intelligence thing. Do you know how many dumber people than you are on Wall Street right now? Oh, I, I totally agree. But they also like went to get an MBA to do that stuff. I can't, can't, I can't play a board game roll the dice and actually figure out what the count is until i use my fingers that is not an exaggeration like (laughs) i can't add or count and it's confusing so what i do is just i work extra rather than maybe like make my want money work for me i work harder to get my money and i just put in savings like like i'm like from the 40s right yeah i think i think for me i don't to me it's the time that it would take to learn how to be smarter about money. Mm-hmm. And I guess ultimately I value the time more than I value the money. Yeah, I agree with that. And so like, and I don't know if everybody, you know, because one time I, I met this lady who worked for like S&P or something like that. And I didn't know what that was. <laughs> She's like, what do you mean you don't know? It's what? like, it's like one of the people that I, I again i'm not a you know standard and poor or something like that uh, okay. it's called and it's like it's it's a well it's a financial institution that's you know but it's like it's it's like a foundation upon which capitalism is built okay and sure. I'm, I'm like i don't know what that is she's like what do you mean you don't know what that is it's like saying you don't know what oxygen like, is right. to her yeah you know and i'm like and i go oh i don't have any money i don't care about money yeah she was she was just baffled and i was baffled that you would spend time you know good for anyone who does it but i'm baffled that anyone would spend the precious life that we have but i think thinking about money but i think they're know? smart in a way too because then it's like if you you reach a certain age where you, oh they're way smarter than me you're gonna not have an income coming in so actually having that money is so important i just don't know how to get it other than just to like work three jobs 
Yeah. You know? No, you, you know how I'm going to get it? going to bet on black. That works. I've seen Put it. All the money on black. What was that documentary with Wesley Snipes? Yeah, that was a good documentary. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, I learned I a lot about financial literacy. <laughs> so speaking of bets, the, the central conceit of this movie is a $1 bet about you know, what the Duke brothers could do with, with uh, Lewis and Billy Ray. Are you a better? Have you ever made any kind of stupid bets with friends or big bets? I like betting, and I definitely bet over some pool games. I think as a kid with an older brother, he would bet me small change to eat certain things that were gross, and I would do What's it. What's the grossest thing you've ever eaten for money? I am. Um, I def- That's more of a dare than a bet, though. No, but I it? got money afterwards. Oh, okay. But it was, yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, it was like eat some cat food with like some honey on it, which I did. Oh, wow. yeah. Then he once tried to get me to eat a booger and I, I did not eat the booger. That's that's where huh. I draw the line. You draw the line at booger eating? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, for name the price, I'd do it. <laughs> it's fine if it's your own boogers when you're a little kid, but if somebody else's, that's gross. Yeah. I suppose. I mean, boogers are boogers. One time I was at this wet. Boogers are boogers. Okay, well. The Brendan Boogie story. One time I was at this wedding and uh, we were at, it was uh, kind of the sister of a friend, but we had kind of grown up together and we were making bets on how long the marriage would last while we were at the table. And it was, uh, you know, we were just betting, you know, a dollar or something like that. And I, my bet was a year and I overshot it. Oh. By al- almost six months. The thing only lasted about six months. Yeah. But I won the bet. I won the bet. Did you win like significant money or was it just like 10 No, it was like a, a dollar. Yeah, it was okay. like a dollar. It, it was more just being assholes at someone's wedding. Yeah. Watching watching them do their dance and making bets. You know, And I remember they were, the dance they were, the song they were dancing to was uh, Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Which Uh-oh. is, uh, I believe, what, from The Lion King or something? Sure like is. Or, Elton John. Yeah. Elton John. So can you feel the love tonight? And we're we're all sitting there going, you know, I don't really feel the love tonight. <laughs> nope. I I feel the self delusion tonight. Yeah, that's bad. I feel the desperation tonight. When all your friends know, it's bad. Well, yeah, we we were we were being total assholes about it, but well, hey. you were, you were right. So that's the most important thing. <laughs> the most important thing is mm-hmm. to be right mm-hmm. at all times. The movie uh, Trading Places starts around Thanksgiving, and then it goes to Christmas. And then it finishes at uh, New Year's. Yes. So of those three, Christmas is the favorite for you. Yeah, I don't care about the other two at all. Generally don't like Thanksgiving. Mm. And New Year's is a holiday where um, I don't care about it unless unless we're playing a gig. Like if we're playing a right. gig, that's great because I can sort of enjoy. That's always the most fun way to play, yeah. to spend New Year's. Because you're kind of out and having fun, but you're also working and getting yeah. paid. Yeah. And not well, even the pay part. It's just like the sort of like the boundary of you have something to do. I hate kind of not having anything to do. Well, that's funny that you bring that up because I found a quiz about New Year's. What? So we're going to find out about your feelings about New Year's. Okay. It, it was from this magazine called uh, Feelings About New Year's Monthly. Oh, sure. Yeah. Which is weird. You'd think it would, you know, but every month they kind of check in on everyone's feelings about New Year's. Yep. So uh, I've got a quiz about that, and we're going to figure out what your feelings uh, were about. Okay. Or blah, 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 blah. Right? That, yep, yep. Blah, 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 blah. Yep, yep. Right, right. So are you ready for the quiz? I am. This is a multiple choice question. Okay. okay. Look back on the past year. You are filled with A, pride for all your amazing accomplishments, B, shame for all of the horrible things you did, C, regret for your lack of productivity, or D, numbness over the futility of life? Hmm. I'm probably going to go with D. D, numbness over the futility of life. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a rough year for a lot of people. Yeah, and I've been, like, some good things have happened. Irish Catholic in me is always going to have regrets and shame Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for things that happen in, like, second grade, but, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, no, numbness. Wow. Well, you 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 did set that that fire up the school in second grade. Yeah, well, you know they had to come just to watch it burn. <laughs> okay, so in the next year, you'd really like to a improve your self care by relaxing more. B spend more time giving to others. Mm-hmm. C learn a new skill. Mm. D find brief moments of relief to spell the pointless maw of human existence. Mm-hmm. Can I pick more than one? 
Why don't you rank them, maybe? How about that? If okay. You've more than one. What was what was the first one again? Improve your self care by relaxing more. No, I'm not gonna do that. Um, no, fuck that. Fuck, fuck that. relaxing. No, I don't like to relax. Um, I will do. I like B. I would like to be a better human to other people. Give more time. Spend yeah. more time giving to I others. I would like. Yep. I would like to learn some skills. So I'm gonna pick mm-hmm. C. And then whatever the 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 the, the maw of ex- existence. Yeah. That I pick that too. That okay. So it, so you're not going to order them. You're just going to pick three out of the four of them. Yes, I'm, that's how I'm uh, going to do it. Okay, New Year's is good. no rules. New Year's no mm-hmm. rules. An ideal New Year's Eve for you is a a raucous party with booze, music, and dancing all night. B a nice dinner with wine and great conversation with a handful of good friends. C a quiet night at home with snacks and a good movie. Or D sitting in a bare room, staring at the blank wall, thinking about where everything went wrong in your life. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I do that normally on any other night. So I would say I would like the dinner with friends. I think that okay. that's manageable and you get to pick the people that you're hanging out with. I don't know. What about you? Uh, I tend, I think a quiet night at home with snacks and a good movie. Mm-hmm. I, I tend to not go. I mean, again, if unless I, I had a gig, I would. I definitely don't like to go out on New yeah. Year's Eve. Uh, but I, I think... At home, snacks, movie, usually sleep before midnight is usually my my go to yeah. for New Year's for sure. Th- this one is a historical question. Oh, okay. Okay. So the question is: the most important New Year's Eve of all time was 1999, when we learned that the Y2K virus wasn't going to shut everything down and send us into a new dark age. Mm-hmm. 1967. When Evil Knievel failed to jump the fountains at Caesar's Palace in Las Vegas and ended up in a coma for 29 days. Mm. 1943, when likable folk country artist John Denver was born in Roswell, New Mexico. Or, no New Year's Eve has been important. Marking time is a pointless exercise because nothing matters. I'm going to go with John Denver. John Denver. That is the most important one. Yes. He's still alive, too. He's not. No, no, he is. No, he's not. The truth is out there. We lost John Denver. No, no. He's right behind you. (laughs) What? (laughs) Turn around. There's John Denver. Wow. Okay. And finally, your favorite New Year's tradition is A, fireworks, B, popping champagne, C, kissing that special someone at midnight, or D, remembering that life is pointless and it's all a charade. Mm. I'm going to go with remembering that life is pointless as I'm making out with a total stranger. Okay, great. Yeah. So what we've learned about you, and I should say this isn't so much a quiz about New Year's as it is a test and you have clinical depression. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I am shocked. <laughs> Shocker, I right? I thought I was doing so well. <laughs> <laughs> you were really holding it together. I just really, ah, oh, damn this New Year's monthly. <laughs> opinions about new year's monthly or feelings about new year's monthly (laughs) Uh, so we've learned a lot about both ourselves and about billy ray and lewis yep so the only thing left is the verdict we will discover which one of us is a better friendship trading places or abby and brendan when should we do the verdict abby or are you too depressed to answer i guess we should do it next Is that your depressed voice? Yes, it's sort of like I'm going through puberty. <laughs> Let's do it next. Okay. Bud plugs. It's Bud Plugs, where Abby and I plug our shit. It's the holiday season, so you might be looking for a gift. Why not check out some of the cool bumper stickers that I designed on my Zazzle store? It's zazzle.com slash Boogie Bumps. They're all kinds of irreverent and weird bumper stickers with weird shit written on them. And you can go look at Zazzle.com slash Boogie Bumps. I guarantee it probably won't ship before the holidays, but maybe you can get it for a later holiday. Maybe this is a great Valentine's Day gift or perhaps Arbor Day. So that's Zazzle.com slash Boogie Bumps. And this has been Bud Plugs. Buddies, 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 buddies. And we are back with our special holiday edition. This is the last one of the year. This is the last show of the year. Which is so weird because we just met. It is. There's all kinds of fucking weirdness happening in the show. You know, time is just a concept. 
What do you think, uh, before we get into the verdict, what do you think that, uh, the, the next year has in store for us here at the, here at the old show? Obviously the sponsors that we're going to get. We're going to get tons of awesome hot yeah. sponsors mm-hmm. in the next year. Hot sponsors. We're going to get some yeah. HO double T mm-hmm. sponsors. Hope maybe Hot Pockets will sponsor us. <laughs> maybe Hot Pockets will hot sponsor pockets. us. Isn't uh, See, we just got we just gave them some free advertising. Sure um And so they should send us, at the very least, send us some Hot Pockets. Yes. Right to my gullet. What do you think is going to be in store? I think uh, we will continue to erode the fabric of reality. Yes. And essentially, historians will look back on this podcast as the moment uh, everyone decided that life just wasn't worth living anymore. Yeah, no, I agree. And, yeah. it, you know, again, but but I'm also clinically depressed. Oh, yay. <laughs> The clinically depressed best friend. We're too old for this clinical depression. <laughs> Definitely too old for this clinical depression. Yeah, tell me about it. So let's let's get out of the darkness and into trading places. So it's time for the verdict. What do you think? Do you want to go first or shall I go first? Mm, you seem kind of confident right now, so I'm going to say you go first. Okay, I will go first. I think that you and I have a better friendship than Billy Ray and Lewis because I think there's just not enough bonding between them in the movie. I think one, you know, it's a very, they don't even spend any much time together in the movie, honestly, until the end. And then it's just all about vengeance. And ultimately as much as I like, I like vengeance as much as the next guy, but I feel like a deeper relationship requires more. I think vengeance is sort of a shallow thing to bond over yes because one once once the duke brothers are dealt with and they're hanging out on the island what do billy ray and lewis have in common at that point anymore yeah i feel like they're kind of going to go their separate ways um lewis is going to go off with ophelia and i don't blame them one bit hey ophelia i yeah and then so I think and then Eddie Murphy is going to go do his thing. So the fact that they were they weren't even on the same, you know, Lewis was off on a boat. Billy Ray was on an island I, in a way. Maybe they never see each other again. I think hmm. they were sort of convenient friends. And I don't think there was a lot of depth. There wasn't a lot of bonding. So I think you and I, with the bonding we do over our clinical depression. Yes. <laughs> is much deeper than Billy Ray and Lewis. So that is my verdict, is that we have the better friendship okay. than Billy Ray and Lewis. I'm, Your thoughts? My thoughts, um, and I still haven't, this is not my verdict yet, but I do think that because they lived in each other's shoes a little bit, Ooh, interesting there was take. a little bit more bonding sort of by empathy, probably more so for Lewis. Um, that is something that I, I I hadn't thought of. That's a good thought. So there, and I do think that the that fact that they went on vacation together, even if it was like they're on a boat and and you know Eddie Murphy's on the island. I mean, they're like we just made a bunch of money. Let's all go on vacation together with the butler. I think they're. I think the friendship to me seemed like it was going to go somewhere. That maybe they would go into business together, like officially. So even mm. though it was based on vengeance, I did see some promising, um, you know, they, they lived each other's lives for a second. So I think that that has left an that imprint. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. So what's your verdict? I think that at the end of the movie, we still have the better friendship. Hmm. But if there was another movie, we, we might not. Was there a trading okay. places too? I don't think there okay. was a trading so, places okay. here. Trading places again. <laughs> More trading places. You what? always do this, you know. You always, you always like, you you always hedge your bets on these verdicts in, outside the movie. Why don't you just pick a pick a goddamn choice? Pick a choice. Because I've actually, I've actually made a bet. I've actually been betting on these podcasts. Oh, really? More than a dollar, by the way. How's that going? It's great. I am so rich. I'm I'm going to like you know, Bali next. Bu- I have a butler. butler. I already have a butler. Does he bottle? Um, no, he does not do that. He does not. Bottle. No, that's extra. <laughs> that's like a butt thing, right? <laughs> you have to pay the butler extra for butt stuff. Well, yeah, bottle. That's dirty. So your verdict is that we have the better friendship than Billy Ray and Lewis. Yes, unless they make another movie and then <laughs> stop it, stop it. <laughs> 
in, in ne- next year, no more outside the movie shit. You decide it on the goddamn merits of the friendship I'm, I'm in the movie we watched. That they built a script so beautiful that I can envision a story beyond it, which is basically oh, what storytelling is. I'm sorry I'm so you depressed. don't understand storytelling. I'm so depressed right now. All right, well, you can have some of my but, Alexa Pro. <laughs> but really, the question is, what if we were Billy Ray and Lewis? <gasps> Baron and Boogie reenact a scene from a motion picture, but change the words a little bit. It was all a horrible dream. I had the most absurd nightmare. I dreamed that my life was ruined. That sounds horrible. You and I were doing this podcast where we were supposed to talk about movies, but we just made fun of each other the whole time. That doesn't sound that bad. In the dream, I wasted so many hours of my life talking to you about utter nonsense. Well, I mean, one man's nonsense is kind of another man's comedic gold, you know? Oh, and then I dreamed that you made me sign an ironclad lifetime contract to keep making podcasts for the rest of my life and the rest of my children's lives and the grandchildren's lives. Okay, so that part's true. Actually, it's it's all true. So you are really doing a podcast with me right now, and contractually, you're obligated to do so for the rest of your life. I'm going to choke you now. What money? I'm getting paid for this podcast. How much? One dollar. That's not bad, actually. Yeah, most podcasters don't make that much. Okay, cool. Merry Christmas, Brendan. And a happy new year, Abby. Don't patronize me. Hey, buddies, if you like what you hear, please follow us at We're Too Old Pod on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, Friendster. I think our GeoCities is probably still up and running. If you have an idea for a movie you'd like us to talk about, or if you're a sponsor that wants to offer us some of that sweet, sweet podcast money, email us at we'retooldpod at gmail.com or just look out the window because Abby and I are out there. We're watching you right now. And don't forget to like and subscribe. Thanks, buddies.